Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Penultimate wise men say of the season for us. So two of our favourite guests in this week, lads who have the privilege of covering Sunderland only, i.e. not Newcastle, Chris Young from the Sunderland Echo, who turned up hours ago. Early riser. <laughs> James Hunter from the Evening Chronicle is here too. So we've got two heavyweights in tonight. In the nick of time. Mate. Not literally, mind. Yeah, for the big games of the season. It would be nice if we were uh, safe and having this discussion though, wouldn't it? But not nearly as much fun. <laughs> no, okay, I'll hold you that. You'd um, say it one of them ones you hear about on the internet. Mm, that's what happens when you cover something. Don't sell newspapers if you're safe, do you? So. No, exactly. Well, there's always that. Or you don't get website clicks. No, exactly. <laughs> Which is the modern day selling newspapers, of course. Right. See, that's we'll, a dig. We'll, we've gone off. No. Get no. them in. Truth, the media, that's the truth. It's the modern media, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Nobody it's was having a dig. That if you, no, if you decide to interpret that way, then I that's just think, you know, if you're going to talk about that, then it just sounds as though you're saying the quality's low, but the, the clicks are high. That's what you need. You'll never that's, believe. That's your cynical mindset. Yeah, I didn't say yeah, anything of the yeah. sort. You'll never believe what happened at the match on Saturday, and then uh, an ellipsis. Unfortunately, we're suddenly concerned that you could probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, getting on with the match, not a lot did happen at the match on Saturday. Um, only so much you can say. Nil nil draw. Seen it all before this season, haven't we? Really. Um, typical scrappy game, not many chances. Sunderland lacking the pace and guile really to to really get the breakthrough. I think it's only really that. Danny Graham chance that was a clear-cut one. I mean, obviously Larson had that free kick in the first half, but mm. a lot of huff and puff, not a lot of quality. But at least we're getting the huff and puff now. I don't know if I'm just being overly optimistic about this because of this, but there was a lot of negative response from fans after the game, James, yet I thought what we what we saw in the last couple of months before Advocate came and even in the Crystal Palace game was these players look like they turned it in a little bit. And, you know, I'm I'm taking some satisfaction as a fan that I feel like these players are giving it all now. Well, it's classic Sunderland, isn't it? Just as, as in the last two seasons, you know, it's come to this end of the season and they've belatedly turned up, you know, and uh, had, they have, had they have turned up earlier in the season, we wouldn't be in this situation now, you know, of, of hanging on and, and waiting to see what happens. But, um, you know, they have they have come come to the party late, but, but they're here and, and hopefully it'll be in time to survive. Is it going to be like a theme every couple of years, Chris? Get rid of the manager for the last few games the players start turning up and must stay up? Well, let's not say no, that's, that's, that's the reason why they're in this situation every year, isn't it? I mean, seven managers in seven years now, it says it all really about why we're here. I think I think, I think Avocats certainly improve matters, you can't question that. They, they're a far better organised team, they're more resilient, uh, and they're just playing basic football, aren't they? They're getting getting numbers into the box and hoping to create chances that way. So in that in that way... It is better, but there's still that obvious lack of quality, guile, pace in the team. And if they do stop up, that's something they've got to address in the summer. It, it is. It's driving us crackers, this Gareth, isn't it? Because we've been having this since certainly since we started the, uh, the podcast. We've been saying not enough pace in the side for a start. Don't move the ball quickly enough. And what's you know something's got to change eventually. Somebody's got to come in eventually and sort of pinpoint the right kind of players. Well, we got some fullbacks this season, so that was. Step in the right direction. It only took about six years. 
So maybe, I mean, and one of those is fast. Well, Billy Jones is relatively quick as well. He's not like Van Arnold, but um, we need... And a, and a proven Premier League goal scorer as well, even yeah. though he's only scored four so far, mm. but... Mm. Yeah, um, but... Not Billy Jones. Not Billy not Jones, <laughs> no. Um, I, I don't know, I, just, I still don't want to go back over all ground, but it would. I'd rather have had a player with a bit of pace up front than Defoe, I think, in January still, because I think that's cost Poy at his job in the end with the fact he had to try and accommodate him and he couldn't. And now, yeah, Defoe's done reasonably well at times in front of the goal, which, and he's got us some points, so it, it's worked out, but... I mean, talking about the game on Saturday, it was just... I mean, the first 20 minutes were all right. I wouldn't say I didn't enjoy the game. It, it, like Stephen was saying, it, the, the battling qualities and stuff make it entertaining to an extent. But generally, I mean, it was one of the low-quality games of football, I think, from both sides that I've seen all season. I, I can't remember a worse performance. I know that it was a bit windy in that, but, I mean, they couldn't string two passes together, a pair of them, and then it was just like, oh, let's lump the ball into the corner, get a strike, get a chase onto it, try and hold it. Wickham, who's been a very important player and advocate, was pretty poor, <clears> and, you know, he couldn't trap a bag of sand at the weekend, so it, in, every time he managed to get it under control, he seemed to give it away with his next touch. It was just a really, like, technically bad game of football. Luckily for Wickham, though, I mean, he, like Gareth's just touching on it there, he's been one of the players who's been massively improved under advocate, so he gave him a little bit of leeway on that front, you would say. Yeah, I mean, I, I know Gareth's obviously got a big downer on that game at the weekend. I, mean, <laughs> I was going to say, it, what's the good yeah, news? <laughs> yeah, it, it, it wasn't great by any means, but I've seen plenty of worse games than mm. that this season, I think. You know, uh, um, to me, it was exactly what you'd expect from edgy relegation mm. battle at yeah. the end of the season, the, particularly the, when Leicester were almost certainly aware of, of how Hull were getting on, and so they knew that a point was enough for them. Um, you know, Sunderland had the better chances and, and looked the more likely team to win, but they were the team that needed to win. Mm-hmm. Interesting, Chris. Um, Seb Quattas, I know you gave him your man of the match in your report, as a lot of people did. Now, one thing I, I said I was worried about when Poyet left was the genie. I thought, you know, he was out of his comfort zone a little bit. Um, perhaps once Poyet left it, Quattas didn't even really come into consideration, you think, you know, because he's from Uruguay, like Poyet, you make that connection, don't you? Yet. He's excelled. He's went the other way, hasn't he? Yeah, I think I think that that Crystal Palace game proved to be a defining moment for Avocat and Virginia. That I don't think Avocat liked what he saw from Virginia that day, um, and Quattas was the only available alternative really when when Brown was still on the sidelines. But he, he, he's come in. I think by by each game has gone along. I think he's got better and better. I thought he was very good at Everton. And again on Saturday, he's not he's not spectacular, but he, he does the simple things that you want your centre half to do. He heads it, he kicks it, he intercepts. Um, and at this stage of the season, Sunderland needed someone like that, particularly with the injuries to Brown and Virginia not convincing. It's almost James like he's given a license to defend. I know I've said this before, isn't it? But you you almost feel like Poyet demanded his his defenders to be ball players, um, and I thought that's why Virginia might struggle in a side that are going to take the physical route, direct route, and it's proved to be true and. But quite as perhaps surprise on that front as well, as we said, because he was Poyet's man. Yeah. But he, he suits he suits this better, doesn't he? Yeah, I think so. I mean, don't forget he's he's come here from uh, from Liverpool. You know, he's not going to be a you know a total mug, is he? He's come he's come from Liverpool. He's he's got more. Uh, I haven't totted up the figures, but I'm, I dare say he's got um, pl- probably more Premier League experience than uh, Virginia has. Um, I, 
I think that uh, I think you're right to say that Gus Poyet wanted ball playing centre backs, and that's lovely. But in the situation that Sunderland are in, they just needed centre backs that keep the ball away from the goal. Certainly, the stage of the let's, season. Let's, yeah, yeah, let's worry. Let's worry about playing nice football from from the back some other time because uh, uh, it's about getting your priorities right at the moment. Is your heart breaking over Virginia, Gareth? Not particularly, no. Um, <laughs> so it's really the point, I think, um, he's the kind of player that a team like Sunderland will have in the squad because that's the level we're at at the moment. Um, he's OK. Um, he goes through good spells of form, goes through bad spells of form, and, and that's it, really. He, like, if he was any better, he'd be somewhere else. Um, I don't think he's as bad as... You know, again, always going about hyperbole. Somebody always has to be. Nobody's ever okay. Everyone's the worst player in the world or the best player in the world. I think Virginia's just okay, and I know people might say, "Oh well, he, he, he's got to be moved on in the summer." But there's a player that we've spent 18 months working with, giving him Premier League experience, and I think for the price he'll probably cost, I think he might. It would be a free. Is transfer. that not done, Chris? Virginia, anyway, if we stay up, uh, or, or but then I think yeah. 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 Well, the thing is, I so think we got no choices yeah, around. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't even think yeah. it, to me it would be a no-brainer to keep him because you can't just every time you've got to have some sort of op- option in your squad, um, and he'll be one of them because Brown's getting towards the end. He he may well be finished, or he might not sign a new deal, or Shea's getting a bit older. Um, quite as will go back, so you'd have to spend all the money. On centre Any chance of Quetes staying around now? Well, I mean, you never know. I mean, he's only got a year left on his contract at Liverpool. I wouldn't imagine for the world that it'll cost him million, millions and millions from Liverpool. They're 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 quite keen to get rid of him. Um, I think I think Gareth's right. I think when Virginie, when you're going to have to bring in two centre halves as well to probably replace Brown and Quetes, you don't want to be bringing in three centre halves, no, do you? I agree. Yeah. So, I mean, even if Virginie and Probably to a to a lesser extent, O'Shea a bit part players next yeah, season. That's got to be the aim, isn't it? It's okay, you sort can, of retaining these players, yeah. but you have to aim higher for the yeah. when you're looking at the first team. I think if 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 you bring in two centre halves who are going to be your regulars, and you've got O'Shea and Virginia as well, is I don't think that's the worst array of options in the world. I mean, Brown, Brown still might sign a new. Yeah, he team. might he do. Might, he might do. I don't I mean, think again if the, if the wages were right, I don't again I don't think that would be such a bad idea because it's good to have those types of players around the training ground at least experienced players who've played in national football won the league yeah, won I'd the agree. Champions League I, I think it would be silly just to get rid of him and he, aside from well he's been relatively injury free for Wes Brown in the yeah. last 18 yeah. months so re- recently it's caught up with him but I don't I think it would be a... but I think the thing with, with Wes Brown and a player of, of his age is that if you're going to carry on playing and you're 35 years old and you'll be 36 in October um if you're going going to carry on, uh, you need to be playing week in week mm, out. There's no point, point in being yeah. a, being hanging around for the sake of ten games a season. I don't think that that that, that would really be. A I mean, if these are all the guys doing the coaching badges, does anybody know? O'Shea certainly is. I'm not sure is about it? Wes. Cause I'm just thinking sometimes you know it could be a pathway into that that for them, couldn't it? Not that I know. I just you know Wes Brown's birthday, James, so yeah. I thought you might have known. I don't know. I was uh, impressed with that. Yeah, you were impressed with that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't know whether he's doing his coaching badges. Um, Do you know all but, the players' birthdays? Uh, no, I'm, I'm, I, I don't buy many don't cards. Worry, I, I don't buy many cards. <laughs> I won't do a spontaneous quiz or anything like that and put you on the spot. Um, but the whole back four, I think, epitomised the side at the moment where first time in a while we've had a settled side, isn't it? And, you know, 
the top sides can get away with having a squad and, and rotating, but it doesn't seem that the sides need a bottom can. You would much prefer have the same sort of 11 out on the pitch well, most weeks. Everybody knows the job. Not had an unchanged team in the Premier League all season. Says it all, doesn't it, really? Mm-hmm. Why they're there? There, are, there? there hasn't been a settled team. There's been far too many. It's looking a bit more structured now than previously, though. Yeah, I, th- I think advocates so- certainly tried to get a settled team together and a settled pat- pattern of play together. Um, whereas certainly under the last two or three months of Poyet, when after the Defoe signing, it's, it seemed to be sort of a, a lottery of, of a lineup every single week. It certainly did. Midfielders, um, Liam Pridcock came in. Less. <laughs> Listening. I thought I thought Pete were a little bit. Go on then, go. You, you, <laughs> okay, you 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 start the defence then. Go no, I'm not I'm not defending him again. I just think it's why does somebody have to be the person that everyone decides that they're going to hate and boo him and things like that. I just don't see the point. He wasn't great, but I, I would hardly say that Larson and Catamore. Didn't say I hated him. No, I'm just I'm just saying it. I didn't think in the first half that Larson and Catamore imposed themselves on the game any more than Bridcut did. They did bits and pieces, and you know. Bridcook gave the ball away a few times. Um, he actually played a couple of decent passes inside the fullback, one in the first half, one in the second half, to try and get people in. Um, he nearly got to four, in, I think, in the first half. And I, I just think overall contribution to the game. I, I just I didn't think it was horrific. He wasn't really very influential. He was just average. But I, th- I think you've just got to be realistic because um, Liam Bridcook isn't supposed to play on the no. right side of a narrow midfield three. No. He should have, you know, his position is is where Lee Catamore was, but he's not as good as Lee Catamore, so you put Lee Catamore there, and then you try and squeeze him in on the right side of a narrow midfield three, and and it didn't suit him, and you could see that on Saturday. Yeah. But even that's the, not his fault. Even the know. league, the, the Lee Catamore positions changed now as well since Poyet's yeah, death, hasn't it? Yeah, I, I, it was I, almost I, like a specialist, a specialist player yeah. for a specialist position, wasn't it? He's pushed him five, ten yards further forward, hasn't he? It's, it's less of a holding role, I think. Advocate had identified that when they were playing against three-man central midfielders, that Sunderland were were often outnumbered in there because Catamol or Bridkit was sitting far too deep that it left Sunderland with a two. Uh, I, I tend to agree with James. I think it's got to be Catamol or Bridkit. I'm not. I'm not convinced that they can play in the same team. So, not an array of options at the moment, though, with it with the no, going out. Well, I mean, I suppose in theory you could play Adam Johnson in central midfield, but. Do you take such a bold step for trips to Arsenal and Chelsea? I think well, if, if you if you're going to use Johnson in central midfield, you would probably do it against Leicester yeah. on Saturday. Mm-hmm. You might you might be tempted to put Bridcut and Catamol in and play them yeah. deep and Larson in, at, at the top rather than having the. It probably suits it more for a trip to Arsenal and Chelsea yeah. than it did than it did against Leicester. If you just need to defend, then which which they're going to that mm. yeah they've got to try and create a few chances and take some chances when they come, but. They'll be pri- the primary goal in the next two games. I know he's trying to play it down a bit, but and Nick asked him about parking the bus on um, on on Saturday, and he he said, "Yeah, we'll park the bus," and then sort of laughed it off and said, "No, we'll be going to win the game because if you don't, then you'll definitely get beat and all that kind of thing." But you know, we we would hardly say we were expansive against Everton, even though one two nil. We were, we were great, got performance of the week that day against <laughs> Everton, didn't it? Yeah, I, I, I mean, I've seen Sunderland go to Arsenal, Chelsea and all these uh, places and, and try to park the bus in the past and I can't think off the top of my head of any occasion when it's worked. We've got a couple of nil-nil <laughs> at Arsenal. Three, in, in three nil-nils nils against yeah, Arsenal. Yeah, but I don't, I don't think they parked the bus no. on those occasions. No. Uh, you know, They wound up nil-nil, but I don't think they set out for a, for a draw. Is it, it unrealistic to hope to think, right... Here's a plan for the Arsenal game. The first 60 minutes, 
we just defend deep. They can't really break us down. After an hour, they think, you know what? We only need a point here. Let's uh, let's defend for the next thirty. Let's minutes. just no the Arsenal players. I mean, let's oh, just right. coast. Let's just coast through the game now. Are you starting to think of sort of shame of Seville scenario, sort of exactly. Austria West Germany yes. type? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> you can live in hope, can't you? Not going to happen, of course. Mm. I think I think I know we'll talk a bit more in depth about Arsenal in a bit, um, but it's interesting the the way that the system is kind of like he's employed is it's. It's a bit of a nothingness, really, isn't there? No, again, there's no real even with a four-three-three. There's the setups there, and it's it's clear that the defensive responsibilities that Wickham have, Wickham's got and Defoe's got, and you've got to give credit for the the steel that he's brought in. And it's almost like it, 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 it it's just a trade, a stamp of nothingness. It's like it's it's identifiable in that it isn't anything. It's just I don't I, I get difficult it's, to explain. It's just. Getting through the game it's, and it's hoping, back, as I say, it's back to yeah. basics football, isn't yeah. it? You, you keep your defensive shape, you get numbers forward, and hope that something yeah. comes Put off for you in the final the third. Yeah. That's that's all it is. It's not. It's, it's, it, there's no great strategy or way of playing. It's simple football. You but, certainly uh, don't think there's an, an erratic or ambitious change coming from Dick in the last couple of games, do you? No, but but let's face it, you're not going to reinvent the wheel. You know, there's no. only so many ways that you can deploy 10 outfield players on a, on a football pitch and believe me we've seen them all before mm. um, you know what he's what he has done though which you can't deny is he's taken the same group of players as Gus Poyet he's got more points per game out of them and he's got them scoring a goal or two he's getting more out of the same mm. players with this system whether it's particularly attractive or, yeah. or not you might not want to start the season this way but given the the, the emergency that, that he walked into uh, it's it's if, assuming Sunderland stay up, it will have proved to have been the right decision. I think Sunderland are fourth in the form table, or might be fourth or fifth. He was certainly in the top six before the Leicester. Yes, but before the Leicester game, wasn't Leicester, no, Chelsea, think, and Arsenal the top three in yeah, the form table? I think they are Leicester, Chelsea, yeah, Arsenal, and then Sunderland. So. Great, isn't it? Well, I think they're capable of getting getting like we've said under advocated the resolve that he's he's put in there, and like you say, the simplicity of it. There's no real. Responsibility, other than to go out and keep your battle, shape, keep, keep your shape, shape, and if the chance comes, take it. And for, the, for that reason, Bridcut's going to play, isn't he? I still think it's going to be the same midfield three. Like you've mentioned, Johnson coming in, and okay, he said he's not going to park the bus, but he certainly isn't going to. He isn't going to go for the more attacking option. No, might, I mean he might, he might. He, I mean, he might put Johnson in. Mm. Might, he so dropped a bit, a, might he drop to four? Well, that, that's a possibility. Yeah. He I mean, might he might drop a Defoe or a Graham just so you got a bit more on the counter attack by bringing in Johnson. I guess it's I mean the way he would look at it now is that we try something new a new system or or does he think well this one's kind of working as Gareth mentioned against Everton it's not like we were opened up right left and centre a lot of their the Everton you know they were the restricted from shooting distance. from distance weren't they now Arsenal are a better team than Everton but that could be in the back of his mind thinking you know do I do I want to start messing about with things here. Because suddenly you, can't, you, you you change things around, you find yourself a goal down after five minutes, then everything's out the window. We've got a goal difference to think about as well. Well, that's uh, yeah, that, that that's that's important as well. I'm, I mean, I think that uh, if anything, he might be inclined to uh, play Johnson as part of the front three. Um, maybe squeeze Defoe out. Maybe play Wickham, Johnson, and Graham mm. as, you, as as your front yeah. three, um, because I think he'll want to try and keep the. Midfield as as tight as possible, which which 
almost certainly means Bridcut. You're going to want tacklers in there. You're not going to want Arsenal waltzing through past you. And Johnson, while you bring something to, to you going forward, uh, he, he's not so great when it comes to putting putting a shift in defensively. And there's going to be a lot of that on Wednesday night. It's possibly a game Bridcut would like, actually, and welcome, because he he's, 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 a, he's a player who likes defending, clearly. And he's well, going to be doing just, a lot of that, isn't he? He'll just be doing the simple stuff, isn't it? Breaking yeah. up Arsenal attacks and trying to stop them playing triangles in and around the edge of the penalty area. God, talking about Arsenal playing triangles in and around the penalty area. We know what this game's going to be like, don't we, from start to finish. Did we get done 4 0 there last year? 4 1. Jackarini scored. Yeah, oh, good goal. What about Jackarini, though? He's that was fitness. a week before the cup final. He made the it? bench, didn't he? So. Yeah, I don't think, he, I don't think he's uh, up to no. speed, shall we say? No. That was it. It was nice to see him back, though. I know he's um, got his detractors um, because he hasn't really delivered what we'd hoped, and there's been a variety of different issues and reasons for that. Can't like so many players we've seen to sign. He can't really fit them into a style of player system, and then they're injured, or when they do get the chance, they don't quite take it. But back end of last season, he was really important player, and he's good in in a, when a game gets stretched. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. You know, I, I know we're sort of joking about saying Arsenal might decide after, you know, half an hour, 20 minutes to go, oh, well, a draw would be all right, but they're going to be going for the win and that pressure... We'll get deeper and deeper as the game goes on. That pressure yeah. will get bigger and bigger. But you know where the, the story of the game already, <laughs> yeah, don't you? But the, that, mm-hmm. at that point in the game, that's when Jack Arini comes into play because he starts picking up the gaps in in front of the in front of our box, and then when the ball breaks to him, he's got the chance to carry it, and he's he's very good at carrying it. And then it's the the delivery of the pass to the runner, which we saw a few goals scored like that at the back end of last season, notably Wickhamit. At uh, Manchester City, um, it's interesting with advocates to sort of done his research on Jack Arena then because you kind of saying a lot of them in training, so it's all well and good like I was saying this stuff now what he done he did last season stuff, but advocates got a lot to think about at the minute. Doesn't doesn't know his name, does he? Can't <laughs> the Italian lad? The Italian lad, yeah. I, I think I think as you say, Gareth. I think against the big boys, Jack Arena very good because he gets space to operate in. I think it's against the lesser lights where it's, it's physical. That's where he struggles and. That's where you've got to question whether he's whether he was a signing that was right for the, for a Premier League team. Um, and there's been a few of those over recent seasons. Alvarez, likewise, was he going to be a success in the Premier League with the way he plays? I forgot all about it. That, that's something that's, <laughs> that, that's something of something they've got to look be a lot more careful with going forward. They've got to try and you've got to go back to that pace and power in the Premier League. That's that's what's successful. 
and Sunderland haven't signed enough of them over the last few years. Is there any truth in this clause in Alvarez's contract that that gets triggered if we if we steal? Because that was a lot of money getting talked about, wasn't it? Well, I think I think the clause is is there, but it will be dependent on on appearances, and ultimately, even even I don't know how many appearances it's dependent on, uh, but even if he meets the appearance clause, uh, I imagine there'll be a medical to to be had, and so mm. that's another possible stumbling block. Mm. His knee injury is, is a complicated one, so yeah, James is, James is right. Well, he's barely, I mean, how many, has he started four games or something this season? Something like that. Um, he's never been fully fit. I mean, after the Tottenham game when he made his debut, he was out because he was tired for two weeks or something. So it's um, it was nice when he, you know, he had those flourishes against certain teams. I think he came against Swansea and looked nice and he had a good game against Fulham. He had a decent first half against Swansea at their place. But that's about it, really. Holloway as well when he came on, and mm. you can see he's got ability, but it's not always not always translates into being a success. Well, if he was Premier again, if he was if he was that good, he wouldn't beat Sunderland. I mean, that, yeah. that's the bottom yeah, line. Yeah. I mean, that, I think that's a, that's the the frustrating fact is that many teams in Sunderland's position have to overpay for average players on the on the players that are promising, players that should be better than they are, and take gambles and hope. Is that like your catchphrase? I should do a T-shirt. What's well, that? Do you want on that court? At the end of the day, if he was, if he was any good, he wouldn't be playing for Sunderland. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, but but, but it's, tr- it's true, though, isn't no, it? You yeah. know, a number of times you look at, at players and you say, well, you know, if, if such and such a player had pace, um, you know, what a player he'd be, and you say, yeah, but then you know he'd yeah. probably be at a top four team. I mean, Sessegnon, I think, is a is a Sunderland player yeah, as they score goals. Yeah, he's yeah. just he's just at the peak of Sunderland. That's that's where he is. It's like. He could go on, and he's gone to West Brom and hasn't really set the world alight there and managed to get a taxi home. Get a taxi, four hundred quid home. or something. Yeah, well, if you can afford it, then. You well, know, I, don't I, know, well, I think the issue is he put on the club I, account, didn't he? Is wonder, that not I, the issue? <laughs> I wonder if the, <laughs> I wonder the money's if, got to be relevant. Yeah, I wonder if the the driver knew he was and took him the long way. The long way, the long way to West Brom. Yeah, exactly. I'm surprised that Niall Quinn didn't pay for it. Yeah, yeah. Right, but uh, I think like I'm surprised there hasn't been a, a Twitter clamour for him to come back now. Actually, <laughs> you did not get impressed with that one, Chris. No, I, I think Sessegnon was was a class player when in that season under Martin. I think I think he was one of those who he lit up again. Um, I, th- I think I think just elaborating on Gareth's point, I think they've, they've got to be smarter in the recruitment and development mm-hmm. of players to get people who are going to be a success rather than taking a chance. I mean, Jacarini's seven million quid. And although he's clearly a very talented lad, he works his socks off. How much How much payback have Sunderland mm. really had on that seven million quid? I think, is there, a, is there an argument to suggest as well about Sunderland have to, teams like Sunderland as well, I'm not denigrating them on their own, but have to know their place in the in the football pyramid and maybe if we want... Other, we, other, we have to be almost a selling club to, repli- to and then have to make sure not, that we wouldn't replace. I'm not the sure players. it's about that. I mean, look at it's more about. I mean, look at Southampton. Look how well they develop players and the the type of players they brought in to replace everyone who <laughs> seemed to leave the club this summer. I mean, Mane, good example, just mm. just lightning quick. And you've got to you've got to try and look for players like that on on, on the continent who maybe are not big names, maybe are not internationals, but who will fit into the Premier League. And, and I think you know we've seen it in in the past. I remember when uh, Niall Quinn was here in two thousand and six. He was very adamant that uh, um, the club needed to 
properly check out players' backgrounds before they sign them. That was a big mantra. Uh, and yet, you know, players like Rada Preacher and Jew um, Chimbonda arrived and departed, you know, in pretty quick uh, mm. order. Um, so it clearly wasn't done or wasn't done properly. And then we tried to do the whole let's go to Europe and get a load of bargains sing under Defanti and ended up with Carlson Diakite. Um, the bargains door. for a reason. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And Roberge, people like that who. You know, we're all told like you know, you can go on YouTube and you can go on Wikipedia and you can talk well, about players how they've work done for the people. Oh, that's the annoying thing, isn't it? Players well, you've never heard of from random leagues and stuff. Maybe, maybe we just don't notice them. Maybe they come in and don't kick a ball either, and then that's what happens. You hear about the ones that do well, like people like Bar, who come in over the years. I'm trying to think of other ones off the top of my head. And Portsmouth used to be quite good. They had a few decent players over the over the years where they just brought them in randomly and. West Ham, obviously they they brought in Sacco and people like that. So, but it's, I don't know. It it seems. Um, well, we it have that look forward it to just seems, the, the thing That's is that because we're we're in this constant, we're in the, we're always in motion. So there's no there's no opportunity to, to to build that situation where you can you can bring somebody in. The the pressure. The pre- let's be honest. Supporters like big names for big money. Mm-hmm. If you don't spend, if you don't spend enough money, then you're doing it on the cheap. If you know, sign somebody who nobody's heard of, then he must be rubbish because they haven't heard of him. So, you buy someone like Rodwell, who I think myself and Stephen were very much in favour of signing Rodwell, and it just hasn't worked. And then it's he's a waste of money. Where are these players who cost this much money Power from the French second though, French second division? Exactly. Yeah. The joke on in the light earlier in the season when people were talking about Joe, I was sort of signing the Joe. It's like we don't need a director of football, we need a director of hindsight because it's very easy <laughs> to bring in all these players after they've done well. Yeah, it's it's very very easy to point to to like you say, um Jack Rodwell who who come in for big money and, and not perform the way that people wanted and say he's a waste of money and it's also very easy to point at, at the one player that or a player that's come in for not very much money somewhere else and say why didn't we get two of him mm. instead well nobody knew that that was how it was going to work out at the time I mean everybody look, was happy at the, at the time with the Rodwell signing it, it hasn't worked <coughs> out it may yet work out next season but but we just don't know do we look at, New, look, look at Newcastle they spent 30 million pounds in the summer I know people will have you believe that they didn't spend anything but they spent 30 million pounds in the summer on the next Ginola, the next Bergkamp, <laughs> and all this, and Thanks now they're the now they're the worst team in well now they're the worst team in the pre- in Premier League history, and all this <clears throat> just shows you know it's not easy. Even if you've got a super scout like Graham Carr, it's not easy. Mm-hmm. And loads of coaching stuff. That was a dig, contracts. by the way. That was a dig. So I don't think any Newcastle fans would be listening to this. So mm. don't care. We kind of deviated away. Away from yeah. the point a little. We've got bit. about fifteen minutes to fill, so <laughs> probably. Well, good. I mean, get back to the Arsenal game. I, I, I think James made an interesting point. Uh, he could move the, the forwards around to accommodate Johnson. Does anybody have any any sort of preferred lineups or preferred ways of playing? Or do you think it's pretty much just keep it as it is because it's, it's not got many options, does it? No, well, that's a thing, isn't it? And Will Rodwell be fit or is he done for the season? Do you reckon? I wouldn't count on him being fit. No, every uh, time we seem to need him. He seems to be injured. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a recurring problem that, that the club's medical staff have to have a look at, and he has to look at himself. I think, I think James is right. I think maybe Johnson for Defoe wouldn't surprise me because I mean, there's a couple of times against Everton where Defoe got caught out um, trying to track back against Seamus Coleman. I mean, that penalty shout when you watch the re- at the time in live in in real time, it didn't really look a penalty. Then you then you watch the replay and you thought maybe they got away with mm. one. So 
I suppose Johnson's got a bit more bit more familiarity in those situations than Defoe. But if you look at you look at the rest of the bench against Leicester and there's not really a lot else he can do. And Dick Avocott was was full of praise for Adam Johnson after the game. Um, yeah. So it makes you wonder whether that might be at the forefront of his mind. He just it? he basically said that he needs to play him every week. So I I would like to say I think he'll come in, but it's a case of for who. Mm. And I think going to a, do you think it'll make a difference? We have two games in a, in a short space of time that he could plan for each game separately, or do you think he'd, he's surely just going to want to get the job done now, isn't he? And say because you know if you can get a point, really go for, go for it in this game rather than. You're not going to save anyone re- for, yeah. it for Chelsea. You're going to re- you could take a big risk if you start going down that route, aren't you? And what we say is one of the the qualities of Advocat is he seems to have a settled team, a structured team. He's the ultimate pragmatist, isn't he? That, that's mm. what I, that's what you get yeah, the impression, so. and that's what the job he's being brought in yeah. to do. That he's being brought in to be pr- the ultimate pragmatist. It's, just, it's noticeable if you look at the figures. He's got about twice as many points per game than uh, gusted out of the same players. Mm. Um, I think he's got just about one and a half points per game out of the players. If they'd have taken that over the course of the whole season, you know, you pre- safe with plenty to spare. Europe passports out. <laughs> That um, that steady West on, Ham, steady on, <laughs> steady on. That West Ham game looks incre- is increasingly more annoying, isn't it? That last minute equaliser would have just no, winner. Had, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah, we would have had our feet up um, if it wasn't for that. But you don't know if we would, though, because I mean, this is always the th- this is always the thing, though. That you never know how they'd approach the next because, game. Yeah, or the because game before after the that. Southampton game, you kind of felt like, oh, the, that was when the penny sort of seemed to drop, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, I mean, we we need a win here. Yeah, I mean, you look back. You wonder if they'd if they'd only drawn at St James's just before Christmas, then would they have gone and beaten Hull on Boxing Day? Mm. If Buxton yeah. maybe isn't it? Again, and we'll talk. We've talked about and the goals the, at Everton. Mm. Don't you know? You've got yeah, to chuck yeah, them mm. into the equation. Yeah. <laughs> the, these must-win games that we've had. That you think if we'd got a point in those must-win games that we lost, then it would have been all right. But um, you can't do anything about it now. It's the, the last two games, and that's it. And the, the, I fancy them to be able to get a point. I think they're in a a good position um, to know that. I know people will say, "Oh, you know, it's a difficult thing because you should be going out to win, not get a point." But the fact that they know they've got two games to get one point, it, I think, I think that's is it. I mean, I think that's a good, that's a good situation. When you're playing against others. a side who's considerably better than you, and they're going to have more possession, you kind of. Most teams don't. I'm not going to say go for a point, but most teams will go, you know, with, with the same template, won't they? They're going to go and keep it tight and defend first, and let's try and catch them on the counter. I don't think that's going to stop just no. because they need to get a point. Only they're not going to suddenly no, no. say they're not going to suddenly say let's let's not counter as much. Let's just defend. That's just not going to happen. Yeah. So in that respect, it's going to be the same as they would have put game every season. You well, would a, go, a goal is almost an away goal, for Sunderland. Like because a, a draw is a win in the next two games. That's what we have. A draw is a win, isn't it? Because they've st- they've com- they've com- they're, yeah. like we were saying if about it, if, a dra- if a draw was a win, Sunderland would have another yeah. thirty points. Yeah, right now. Yeah. <laughs> but draw, it, it, in the last two games, a draw of Sunderland is as good as a win. They've achieved what they need yeah. to need to achieve. So they know a, a goal is almost like an away goal. They, they know that they, to be beaten on the day, two, yeah. the Arsenal have to score twice. Yeah. So they're in that situation psychologically. I think if they approach it. In that manner, where they they know they've got a, they've got an advantage by needing a point, because as long as they don't lose that game, they're in business. So I think I think like mentally, aside from that bizarre eight minutes or whatever it was against Crystal Palace, they've they've been 
pretty good. That's been the most encouraging thing for me, as I said. Yeah, men- uh, mentally, yeah. mentally they're in a good place. Mm. You can you can see the determination, uh, commitment of the players, and you have done over the last four games. Um, they clearly want to remain in the Premier League. They're clearly giving their all to remain in the Premier League. And I think when you look up the road at Newcastle, you, you can't say the same thing about mm. those those mm. players up there. I mean, they've got to get a win. And as long as we obviously don't get battered in the next two games. Well, that's a worry. Is that a worry for people? The goal, because everybody's seen the goal difference. It's only five. It doesn't seem that much of a big swing when you're away to Arsenal and you're away to Chelsea, does it? That's quite easily uh, quite easily reduced that. Well, when you think that, um, you know, if Hull would have, Hull have to win on the last day, so 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 imagine imagine that they're out of out of the picture because they've got the best goal yeah. difference anyway, yeah, yeah. and so it comes down to Sunderland and Newcastle. Well, Sunderland would have to lose both games, so that's t- a minimum of two of your your five goals chalked off because you'd have to lose each by at least one goal, um, and Newcastle would have to win on the last day as well, which give would also swing, give yeah. them one. So that would be three of your five goals mm. as a bare minimum. So it doesn't leave you much wiggle room then you've only got two goals to play with so when you start looking at that then it's a it's a problem but unless Hull and Newcastle both win on the last day then then all this is academic uh, I mean Newcastle can can draw possibly but really Sunderland would have to have yeah. been beaten five well, yes. across the game it's uh, so no, but like James saying that I mean yeah. Newcastle are going to win so that's going to that's going to claw some of that back anyway yeah. Yeah. if we lose both well, games if they, win, so. if they win and we lose both games it goes both anyway because it's a point <clears throat> oh, yeah. Yeah. so okay. it, that doesn't matter okay. it, yeah. that doesn't, the goal difference will be irrelevant yeah. so if Newcastle draw yeah. Sunderland have got to not lose, get beaten lose five two nil. games by, by yeah. five, five yeah. 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 yeah not get beaten five nil what happens if it is it goals scored? Or yeah, it's it goals goal. scored. So that's Newcastle that's in Newcastle's Newcastle. favour. Yeah. Mm. So, um, so yeah, it should, it should be head to head, shouldn't it? Well, what's quite interesting. Newcastle <laughs> scored more goals than Sunderland. Yeah. yeah. So that's well, how bad it's been. So they've conceded. So only only Burnley have scored fewer. I'm just surprised anyone can possibly have conceded more than us. Oh yeah. We go and lose eight nil and four nil at home. The ridiculous thing, you know, was that if you take out the the Southampton game and the uh, Palace game and the Villa game Sunderland actually have one of the best defensive records mm. in the Premier League it's those three games which have cost Sunderland you know an unbelievable and that's just proof isn't it when, when you get back to when we go back to those games take them in isolation what were you talking about at Southampton once you go three down yeah, you, 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 there's, there's a rule in football that you just yeah. shut up shop yeah. and, and you know regroup and damage limitation and they could pay the ultimate price for that yeah of course I don't I, I, I don't think, um, I don't know if the goal difference will come into it, um, t- to be honest. I don't know. I, I was thinking Newcastle, you could expect them to draw more West Ham, couldn't you? Could you? You wouldn't be surprised at that. So they were lucky to get out of not the win, West Brom game. Not win, I'm not sure well, I can see them winning, but I could see them drawn, certainly. I, I mean, think the, the, the thing that comes into it, of course, is there are some things that, that you just can't um, you know, budget for, like Leroy Fur's goal at the weekend against Newcastle. You know, Anybody can hit a, a worldie like that, and there's nothing you can do about it. And if, if say, uh, Newcastle are, are drawing um, and Hull are drawing and, and everybody's right with the world up here in, in the northeast, and then all of a sudden... Tom Huddleston hits a thunderbolt from 30 yards, um, you know, with five minutes to go. Then, you know, where does that leave Newcastle? You got five minutes, and suddenly you're the ones, you know, in the in the, right. in the bottom three. He pulls his shirt up, and there's a picture of Livermore on it. On his t-shirt. <laughs> justice hashtag justice <laughs> for Livermore. I don't think we'll be seeing that hashtag going around. 
I don't know. Right, how are people feeling about the game? Then we'll just try and wrap things up now and get some predictions. Does anybody think that we'll get over the line this Wednesday? I think I'm taking the silence as uh, being very tight. I'm going to say yes, because um, if I don't, then it won't be very good for, for me mentally. Uh, <laughs> so I'm going to del- be deluded and say that... Um, <laughs> It will. I'm, I'm going. I'm, I'm away on Saturday night, so I want to enjoy it. Um, I don't want to be stressing about the match on Sunday. So for my own well-being, I'm going to say that Sunderland will get a battling point. A plucky nil-nil. Um, it might even be a one-one. I, I just. I think Gareth might have a squelchy bum Saturday night. Personally. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I might anyway, regardless of results. <laughs> Depends Curry's where you're going, I guess. Yeah. 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 I, so, I, I mean, look. Arsenal are, are runaway favourites and, and you'd have to look at it and say well they should win but I just have a feeling that yes Sunderland can get a point out of that game what helps is the fact that a point's good for, good Arsenal, for Arsenal too Arsenal. with 20 minutes to go both teams might think mm. there's no point in taking any yes. silly risks that's what when I'm, a point suits us both that's what I'm hoping for I'm hoping we get through the game an hour yeah. at nil nil, and then Arsenal think you know what do we need to um, run ourselves into the ground here Exactly, and then we go and nick a last minute, last minute winner on the break. That wouldn't I'm be very down. sporting. <laughs> that would, yeah, that, would, that wouldn't be very sporting. I know, I know. I don't. I just I, I Chris is avoiding making a prediction. Here. I think our, our set pieces have been quite good recently, um, and I fancy us maybe uh, to, to. I think we'll, we'll we'll create in in a game like that. You'll probably create maybe two chances and a half chance, or a chance and a half chance. Now, can can we take one of those? Two or three chances that we'll get. Um, Let's try to do the maths, yeah. Half chances and chances. Yeah, so you know, you you just got to you just got to make sure you take one of those. Like I'm saying, it, a goal would be like an away goal in the in the situation that we're in. I think that's what they've got. To, that's how they've got to think of it. Danny if, Graham, the hero. I think. Yeah, Danny Graham, the hero. Be nice. It would be nice. the winner at, yeah. at the Emirates. And that'll be it. The winner. <laughs> he hasn't gone for a draw. He's gone for the winner. I want a I prediction like from Chris before it wasn't, we wrap it wasn't up. a prediction, by the way. It was <laughs> yeah. just oh, a just dream just scenario. scenario. <laughs> I think Arsenal win 1-2-0. Oh, yeah. Okay, there you go. <laughs> midway, through, midway through the second <laughs> half to end Sunderland's resistance, just as we were having a little hope that they'd, oh. they'd hang on for a point. That familiar story. Yep. Just to spark, through, a, spark a late rewrite. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mid, yep. mid, midway, yeah. th- midway through the, the second half, that's when everything's going to ease off and they're going to all settle for a point, remember? Mm. Yeah, we can live in hope, can't we? <laughs> Okay, well, we'll be back Thursday with the end of the light. Hopefully, it's done and dusted by then, and we can mm, hopefully we'll be we back can in relax the studio and, and smile and and get through that show. Mm. Okay, not building our hopes up too much. Or it'll be the last one, on, last end of the light on Thursday. I think it is possibly. Yeah. So savor these. We've got one more. Um, wise men saying one more into the light. So savor it, because it'll be three or four months without one from then on. Well, I might do one another summer if anything happens with manager coming in or all that. Lots of them if we go down. More games to cover in the championship. <laughs> Starting <laughs> earlier. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for listening. Over and out. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.